Hello and welcome to another Get French Football News podcast with me, Lewis McParlin. Even though Jean-Michel Aulas and Amion will disagree, the season is pretty much over. It didn't end as any of us would have guessed, but in the absence of any real plan or news regarding what's going to happen, we thought it'd be best to take our mind off the doom and gloom of the situation and instead argue for an hour over who are the best 11 players in League 1. Joining me in what will ultimately turn into a bit of a rabble is Thomas Wiseman, Jeremy Smith and Rich Allen. Gents, are we all feeling rather confident in our choices before we start? That's a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> a little, maybe. Thomas, how many Andre players have you squeezed in? Don't tell me which, but... <laughs> I'm not going to reveal how many Andre players I've squeezed in. You have it's to wait. five. Because <laughs> I would no. not be surprised, no. all I'm saying. Uh, okay, before we get going, this will run in a, a standard Team of the Year format, running through our choices for the best goalkeeper, defenders, midfielders and attackers in a 4-4-2 formation. And we'll also be choosing a coach to take charge of our final mismatch side at the end. So, what better place to start that at the bottom? Goalkeeper. Okay, I'll, I'll start off the proceedings, but I want to hear everyone else's opinions on this. A player who obviously isn't from one of the top teams that you would have considered at the start of the season, but impressed so much, uh, even though there's a bit of a doubt from you know the league that he came from. I think he was playing in Israel before this. Has to be pre-drag Rajkovic. Thomas, what's your rebuttal to that? Do you agree or do you have another name you'd like to throw up? I think, I think yeah, Rajkovic is, is the main name that I think a lot of people go for. I mean, he's been, it's been very strange just how, you know, I remember when um, Rance had um, Mendy in net for their first uh, season up and he was really, really good. And you thought, how would they manage to replace him? And they've plucked Rajkovic out of... I think it was Maccabee Tel Aviv, maybe, um, yeah. and immediately yeah. he's been he's been brilliant for them and made such a great impact. And he can just speaks, you know, the, it speaks to the stats really that they've conceded less than anybody in I think Europe's top five leagues, apart from apart from Real Madrid. It's esteemed company they're kicking about with, mm. yeah. And in France at the moment, I think they've conceded the fourth or fifth least shots which says a lot for their defense obviously but in terms of shots that they've conceded in terms of like quality and difficulty and then sizing that up against how many goals they've actually conceded Radjkovic is right there up at the top Rich do you have uh, another name to throw up or, or do you agree that Radjkovic has been probably the best goalkeeper this season in Liga? Oh, yeah without a shadow of a doubt for me Radjkovic is, is, is the first first name literally the first name I wrote down when putting together the team um, you know, the, uh, it's probably going to be a recurring theme as we talk through the defence as well. But <laughs> Rams have been just so organised and so disciplined. Uh, every single player in that defence um, has played their part. Rajkovic certainly was, for me anyway, head and shoulders the standout keeper of the season. There are a few others that you could probably chuck in. Um, you know, you, you will get people that will stand up, stand up and say, well, what about Navas? What about Mordonda? But for me, throughout the season, Rajkovic is consistent, um, provides superb reassurance for an already pretty tight defence anyway. But I think that complete back five unit is just immense this season. And Rajkovic certainly was the player that really stood out to play their part. 
do you think there's any backing behind having Gauthier Lassoner in that? You know, he's a lot younger than many of the other goalkeepers on the list, like, for instance, Mondonda or, or Mendy and players like that. But third most saves in Ligue 1 this season, Jeremy. At only 23 years old, you know, playing a big part in a team just getting to grips with Ligun again. What do you think about Lassoner? Do you think he deserves a shout or is he just behind Rajkovic? I think he deserves a shout. I think there's a lot of keepers that deserve a shout. Um, I think we might have done a pod on this recently where where we were talking about how many really good keepers there are in Liga. Um Are you talking before recording about club bias? I mean, I wouldn't put him as one of... As, a candidate for keeper of the season, but Ukija has been a massive, massive part of Mess staying up. Um, I think, you know, Lopez has had another good season. Mendy's had a good season. Gomez at Dijon before he got injured. There's a lot of good goalkeepers there. Um, and Lassana, you know, really looks like he's on his way possibly to, to becoming part of the France squad sooner rather than later. Um, on the France squad, Menon as well has had another good season. But for me, Rajkovic is head and shoulders above the rest. I know that, you know, for some reason, it seems to be the law that Mondanda has to win every goalkeeping <laughs> award, however good or bad he's been. But I don't, I don't think, I don't even think it was close. I think Rajkovic was head and shoulders above, you know, marshalling that defence, um, good, good shot stopper, good command of his area, good penalty saver. I think he's, he's shown he can do it all. And considering he's another who's, you know, just come into a new team and a new league, I think, um, I think he's been superb. I actually had um, Lawson down sort of challenging Rykovic before he mentioned it. Um, because there could be an argument to be said that because that the defence in front of him is already very good, uh, Rykovic has still, had, uh, still done a really great, great job. But if you look at Larsoner and, and and Brest, I would argue that without him, Brest would probably be much closer, even maybe in a relegation battle, um, because he's saved them so many times and he's had some really, really brilliant performances. I mean, just from an Andre supports perspective, I remember one of the early games on in the season, they, they came to the Raymond Copper that was unbeaten so far and they won one nil somehow and it, it was basically down to him he's won them that three points so it could be argued because his defense in front of him isn't actually i mean it's a it's still ugly old team so they're not very astute defensively uh, you could argue that larson uh, transitioning from from league to still a very young keeper has maybe had a better season yeah when i said um earlier about the statistic considering like difficulty of shot and whatnot Despite Rajkovic definitely being up there as first in terms of that stat, Larson is very close behind him, only only 0.2 uh, behind him, placing third with Walter Benitez, actually, in between the two. But there's only a year between Larson and Rajkovic. I think mm. you can sometimes forget that, how young Rajkovic is as a, as a player. I think he's another Bernardoni who looks older than he is. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's also been a name for a while because he did so well for, is it Serbia? I can't remember which country, but yeah. in one of the youth tournaments. I think they beat France on the way to winning it as well. Okay, so who do we want to place between the sticks? Are we going for the slightly younger Larsenur or the steely Radjkovic with the blonde hair? What are we going for? Do you think, do you think Radjkovic? 
I think when you you saw the fact that last season, you know, we were praising we were praising the Rams' defense last season. Mendy for them, fantastic. Um, the fact that they've not missed him, the fact they've actually improved, um, has been a, a you know a huge testament to how good Rajkovic has been. So I think it really has to be him. Okay, let's chuck him. In. I'm going to put Larsoner and... in as as my vote, by the way, just to uh, <laughs> just to put it there. I think I think if you, in terms of the shot quality he's facing, he's probably facing tougher shots than Rajkovic, but I'm I'm happy to have Rajkovic in there. And we're going to mention quite a few other Rams defenders in the future. So, yeah, they're, they're going to they're going to be appearing, I think, quite a lot on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's stay with the defensive theme and move on to right back. Rich, who did you have written down for this position? <laughs> and here comes the first bias <laughs> of the uh, of the team. For, for me. I mean, I'm sure the other guys will will give me examples but for me right back was was an area I think across the league that didn't really feel as though they were massive standout performances mm. I think we've had players who performed well we've had players who at times have stood out but I don't really feel as though mm. right back is a position where we have seen a consistent leader so for me I think for a player that has improved tremendously in terms of his his defending, he adds plenty in terms of going forward. For me, I've I, I've gone for, and I don't know whether this is club bias or not. Let's err on the side of caution and say yes, it probably is club bias. Um, but I've gone Hamari Traore at right back. Hamari Traore, who has had a fantastic season for Ren uh, this year. Jeremy, what would you think about that? Like like Rich says, this season there's probably not been many absolute standouts yeah it has to be him at right back last year you had Kenny Lala who really impressed but he's slightly fallen off the cart this season but do you think Triori deserves to to take the mantle this year at right back nah <laughs> um I, I agree that um it's probably arguably the sort of weakest position in in the team in that there isn't any real standout but for me, in a poorly performing team, I still think that Dubois had a really good season. Um, again, I'm also going to just mention the MS, MS player. Sentence was excellent. Also, sort of going up a level took him a little bit of time to, to settle. But second half of the season, he's been superb defensively, but also supporting the attack. Um, but for me, I, I still think Dubois is the is the standout right back in in, in the league. Mm. Last thing, Dubois also appeared on Lequipe's Team of the Year. Thomas, would you have to, to weigh into the conversation? We've got two names there of players that have performed very well this season. Do you agree with any of them? I mean, I, I agree with both of them, really. I've really been impressed by um, Santon's. And I don't think he's actually... I don't, I don't remember him missing a game for, for Mets. Um, he's been really, really good for them, consistent. He's defensively very astute and strong and as Jeremy said, he's he's um, a good asset for them. Uh, I'm going to put, I'm going to make another sort of um, wild claim. I'm not saying this person should be in there, but just to just to shout them out, really, is um, the right back at, at Brest, another another Brest player, um, Julian Fossier. I can't remember that really. Um, but he was actually he was playing um, much further up in in League Day last season. And despite moving back to the full fullback role, he's 
he's still been a very important figure in that breast side, especially, you know, getting sort of driving the ball up the pitch and, and putting in crosses. And he, defensively, maybe he's not um, the, the strongest player, but he's still been a good asset to them. So who have we got so far? We've got Santonza, we've got Dubois, uh, we have Hamari, Traore, uh, Thomas, who did you say again? The, was it the breast uh, right back? Yeah, um, Fosse, I think, at, at Brest. I'm, I, I, won't, I won't put him up. I'm just wanting to mention him, to be honest. You just want him in the conversation. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so like I said, Lekeep did go for Dubois. But personally, if I was going to start chucking in votes and stuff, I'd put it in the place of Hamari Traore. But that might be a bit of recency bias because I watched, I can't remember which, which Ren match it was recently, like a couple of days ago. And he was just absolutely bombing up the right flank the whole 90 minutes. So that, that'd be my vote. Jeremy, what, what do you want? Are you sticking by Dubois? Do you want to put the yeah, vote on? Yeah, sticking by Dubois. I really, I really think he's a different class. Okay, so we've got two for, for, two for Traore, one for Dubois. Thomas, do you want to stick with your player or do you want to really make this difficult and put oh, so it goes yeah. two votes on it, Dubois? The thing is, I, I, I do like Traore. I think he's been quite good for a while. But Dubois, I just like, he's got a really great character. Oh, man. I tell you uh, what, I, I will, I'll, make, I'll make things easier. I will fall on my sword this time and <laughs> surprise him of the day on my picks. And I will I'll bow down to, to, to allowing, pains me to say, especially as an ex non player, I'll bow down and <laughs> Dubois. Yeah, the thing is, is that I know you're going to be pushing for the players that I'm going to be fighting against. So, um, okay, right, we'll go with. Uh, I'll, I'll put my vote towards Dubois. Dubois. Okay, no, I look like the dumb one. Okay, three votes for <laughs> Dubois, one for Triori. Let's get him in the list. Uh, okay, centre back, centre back. So th- this is a position we we talked about. Ramps. Are they going to make loads of appearances in this team potentially at defence? Is there a case, Jeremy Smith? to just have Desassi and Abdel Hamid as the two best centre-backs this year? There's definitely a case to be made. I'm not sure... You know, the the fact that you can make a case for it shows what a great season they've had together. But I do think that Desassi has had a, a couple of moments. I'm, so I'm not entirely sure it's entirely justified... To if you were to have sort of both of them in this in your starting eleven, I think there's been a lot of other centre backs elsewhere that have also had strong seasons. It would be a little bit harsh for for them to be ignored, but there's no doubt that, that both of Ras's centre backs should definitely be in the argument. For me, I would have Abdel Hamid. I think he's been slightly better, slightly more consistent. Um, he's also got the the sort of leadership quality as well. Um, Desazi, I was going to say he'll sort of fight another day, but it looks like he certainly won't be for for Rass. But you know he's only sort of he's only going to improve and and become sort of a a, a bigger, better player. But for me, possibly not quite enough to to be in the starting eleven, as in the league and team of the year starting eleven. Certainly good enough for Rasses. Okay, okay. Uh, Thomas, who would you who would be your picks for centre back? Does does do any of the Rams players have an appearance for you? Yeah, I think Jeremy nailed it on Abdul Hamid. I think that's the that out of all the players I was looking at in this um team of season, he was nailed on. I don't think you can really argue against it. Um 
he's just been unrelenting this season. I mean, he's adjusted from from Bjorn Engels leaving last season. I think the season before that, he was um, Guinean centre-back, what was his name? John Vier, who left for, I think it was Brentford, um, when he got promoted. Um, he's just a great figure at the club. And I mean, not only that, he had the, one of the best, well, I think the best announcement videos I've seen in a very long time when he um, <laughs> renewed his contract. That was, that was brilliant, that. Probably the other one I'd mention um, would be uh, Gabriella at Lille, who's been talked about quite a lot. I remember it seems strange that it was only a couple of years ago that he was in that that Trois team that he didn't, well, he didn't really um, feature very much. But it just seems strange that he was in that team, and but now he's you know he's well, he's one of the best defenders in the league, and he's very assured in the air. He's good at play on the ground, but he's all but ended. Uh, Sumaro's sort of starting spot um, at the club. Um, so there's a lot of interest in coming coming his way, and yeah, I think he's probably probably up there. So I say Abdel Hamid and, and and Gabriel. And Gabriel, yeah, he has been linked with everyone at their grand mm-hmm. this year. Do you think he's definitely worth the hype? Um, I mean, I'm not sure how, what the fees are like, but um, Lille are, are uh, pretty good at producing and getting players uh, up to a good level. So I think he's, uh, compared to some of the other players um, that have been touted to all the leagues, I think he's one of the better ones. Okay, Rich, let's hear your choices for a centre-back or two centre-backs in this formation. I can probably vouch for every single name that we've, we've mentioned so far. Abdel Hamid was, was definitely one. Um, for me, I think it's, uh, certainly for me, he's a, he's a no-brainer. And then to partner alongside him, well, it's it's take your pick, really. I think this this has been an it has been an area where there have been um, a good number of of standout performers this season. I think towards the top of the table, you can pick out Gabriel as, as Thomas has done, uh, Dizassi, um club clubmate of, of Abdel Hamid, definitely. Um, I think others you can pick out for certainly towards the top end of the table. I think Marquinhos. Um, you could probably make an argument that he could go somewhere else in the team, but um, for the sake of who else I picked, um, he would, I would, I would, mm. I would have him as centre back. But he's, I think, head and shoulders for me, the best centre back at Paris. I don't care what people tell me about Thiago Silva; I'm not having it. Um, I really, really do like Marquinhos. I think he's going to be integral for this team going mm. forward. Yeah. Certainly, with with some key players potentially leaving in the next year or two. I think building that defence around Marquinhos and getting play, you know, a good, solid um, partner for him. If that turns out to be Kimpembe, who has shown a little bit of improvement this season, so be it. But Marquinhos, I think, is the linchpin of that team. It feels as though he's got future PSG captain sort of written all over him. Uh, you know, another really impressive season for him. But then you can come down further down the table Um you know, they had a pretty dire season, um, but considering they had to play together despite so little experience, incredibly young, um, they were sort of thrust together as a defensive pairing. And I think actually, despite all the calamity going on around them, I think the, the two of them performed really well. And that's William Salibre and Wesley Fofana at saint Obviously, Salibre is the, the, the big name, obviously, with his... The big money move to Arsenal, so everybody's obviously got 
um, eyes on him. I think there have been at times this season where we have seen a couple of errors. Natural, you know, considering his age, errors would put you know, part and parcel of the game. That, that will be ironed out in time. Um, I think Wesley Fofana has been superb alongside him. I actually think on the balance of the whole season, I'd probably have him as outperforming Saliba. Um, I think the, the pair of them together, really, really good pairing. Without a shadow of a doubt, the highlight, maybe one of the players, the highlight for Saint-Étienne in a pretty poor season, as I say. Um, you know, who knows how bad it could have gone had they not had those two together. Uh, but I think certainly those two, Fafana in particular, deserve a little bit of mention. Yeah, two centre-backs only aged 19 between them, uh, you know, like Rich said, the house was kind of on fire around them, but they managed to keep their cool for a lot of it. I think if they stayed in Ligue 1 for just a couple more years, I don't know if I see that happening, obviously not with Saliba, and I could see the same happening with Fafana, but if they did stay in Ligue 1 for the next few years and play together, that sanity in defence could be incredible in a couple of years' time if they managed to just build everything back up around them. Rich, you said Silva. No, there's well, there's no chance that he'd be in your team of the year. I've just got a personal vendetta. I think he's mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I, I just struggle to buy into it for, for you know the salary that he's on, the supposed influence that he he should be carrying as leader of that team. Um, too often, I've found he. He lets PSG down. I, I don't buy into that he is this colossal defender. I think obviously age has got something to, to do with that as well. Uh, you know, definitely in the twilight of his career. So an element of, of, of that being understood. But I, I just think Marquinhos is a better defender. Um, I, as I say, it's 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 bias again. I'm afraid it really, it really is, and I probably should be more balanced, but I, I can't. I just I just have never tell me so it was just one of those players I've just struggled to to appreciate to the max, I think. Hmm. I think it's just a case of a player being a wee bit past it. Just you know, just that that happens. He's had his he's had his heyday at Milan and years at PSG, but now he's getting to a bit of a fair age. He's the wrong side of thirty by quite a bit, and he's probably just a little bit past it. And there's players like Marquinhos and, and like Kempembe that are just going to take the mantelpiece off him. And I don't, I I have to agree. I don't think I would have him near my team of the year, even though he did appear in a couple of the other ones that I've I've seen um, by other outfits and whatnot. So, we have Abdel Hamid nailed down, I think, between the four of us. We've got to come to a conclusion uh, who we want to place as the other pair, of, the other pairing defender. I would like to place my vote on Marquinhos. I, I agree with a lot of what Rich has said. I, I think he's just future PSG captain. I think he's a lot of the time very underrated in terms of, like, the world's best defenders and, and defensive mids, purely because he plays in France um, and PSG haven't had the best time in the Champions League. But generally, I think he is a fantastic player and I would have him in my team of the year. Thomas, who would you like to place your vote on for a player to play beside Abdel Hamid? Oh, that's really hard now, you brought up Marquinhos because I'm really <laughs> the, the only thing it would it would I would say is that he's I'm not sure if he's played more games as a defensive midfielder than centre back, but I really he's such a 
a great play. And you see during a lot of the games, he's the actual one. He's the one that's marshalling the defence. That's the real. That really has that leadership role about him, and he's a phenomenal player as well. Oh, that's tough now. Um, <laughs> I like to make it difficult for you, and I'm, yeah, I'm quite liberal. You, have, having... you can't you can't argue against PSG having a good defence. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll I'll go with Marquinhos then. But I wanted to mention uh, honourable mention would be um, Andre uh, Girotto at, at non, um, even though not a fairly a fairly well, non season, non S season, he's been very good for them and he's quietly transitioned from from more of a central role to to uh, a uh, astute uh, central defender. So I think he's uh, he's done well. Yeah, I think under the circumstances, Giroto and Palois at Nantes have, have yeah, done the best. Kind of like on the other side, other side of the spectrum of uh, Fafana and Saliba, as everything's fallen apart and stuff, they've kept. They're cool quite a lot, despite being mm. wrong side of 30 and whatnot. Okay, Jeremy, we do have three uh, votes already made for Marquinhos, but do you want to get you know make, get a sentiment vote out there that will not win? No, I mean, I I, I want to give an honourable mention as well to um, Gonzalez at Marseille, who I think has been very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't mention him earlier, but I, I, for me, I'm torn between same as Thomas, really. I would... I would have Gabriel in there, but I definitely want Marquinhos in my team somewhere. <laughs> so if it's not centre back, I'm going to upset probably both Rich <laughs> and Thomas later on. <laughs> I don't know if we can get two Marquinhoses in this team one at centre back <laughs> and one at centre mid. Uh, I don't know how that'll work, uh, but I'd love to hear Jeremy put his arguments in just a minute. Okay, so for centre backs, we're going to have. Uh, Yunus Abdelhamid and Marquinhos. A great story about Abdelhamid. You know, only really got into professional football when I think he was 23, 24 at Al Avignon. And now, you know, played a lot of League 2 football in his career. Now he's seen as one of the best defenders in France. What one awesome story. So we're placing him beside Marquinhos at the heart of defence. Let's move on to the left back. Rich, what's your choice for this one? Right, this is a hill I am prepared to die on, okay? So. <laughs> um, uh, for me, okay, it's Fatou Mayasa for me. I I don't think there have been many players that I've enjoyed watching. Now, again, we come back to the bias, I know, and it's difficult to dis- uh, sort of distance myself from that argument, but I do think he has been fantastic this season. Um, in terms of, he's another one. Again, I think his defending was, was suspect. Obviously, he's played... Um, further in, in a further advanced role, um, left wing, uh, left side of midfield. So it's only natural that his attacking play would outshine his defensive work. But I think his defensive work has really come on bounds. He's become a lot more disciplined um, this season. Um, he's still got that threat going forward. He still loves to completely fly up that left wing. Loves the ball at his feet. He's added goals this season and pretty spectacular goals. Uh, Brilliant solo effort against Monaco um, comes to mind, plus the right-footed long-range yeah, effort yeah. against Montpellier just before we, uh, we we sort of drew the season to a, um, a premature end. For me, there there are maybe one or two others, but I think as a complete package and certainly bringing the joy to watch and the excitement, I think Moasa has had a, ter- a terrific season. 
Yeah, the left back, left midfielder turned left back, really, who developed at Nancy. He's been linked with Manchester United, of course, in recent weeks. Thomas, do you have any rebuttal to Fatou Mausa? Um, I'm going to put forward uh, Hassan Kamara at, at Rounds, another defender. No surprise, really. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when uh, Gilan Conan got injured, I think it was fairly early on this season, it might be last yeah. season actually. Um, he was he was a pretty important player in their in their defence, and he, he was very good. and And Kamara sort of he almost came out of nowhere and has beaten him to that position. He's very um, he's sort of very dangerous in attack. He's only small, but he does make up with it physically. And I was I was looking at some of his um, numbers and his his aerial win rate is actually sixty five percent, which is phenomenal for somebody who's you know six foot five or, or not six foot five, five foot six. Six foot five um, years. <laughs> I, I'd love to be that small. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> and and he, he, even when him and Conan have, have played, he sometimes played as a, a sort of a, a left midfielder, and they've sort of dovetailed really, really well. Um, I've just really liked him playing. He's, he's sort of a bundle. A bundle of energy. I, I do like Moasa though, but I'm going to go with Kamara. Okay, Kamara. Jeremy, who did you have down for your left back choice? Um, for me, <laughs> it's Juan Bernat. Um, I think because he's nowhere near the sort of blingiest of, of PSG's players, he flies miles under the radar. But I think they need more players like him in the team. He's just no nonsense, reliable. A good defender pops up with really important goals seemingly all the time in the Champions League. I think he's excellent. I think he's a really good foil to the the flashier players. Often, especially when he's got Neymar in front of him, he's you know he's doing the job by himself as well, not getting any support from those in front of him. And and I think he's a, a really underrated defender who's been a, a really important part of that team, even though he gets barely any credit for it. Yeah, but Bernard's a player that arrived in France outside of out, coming from uh, Bayern Munich with quite a bad reputation. I think there was a, a parting comment that one of the big wigs at Bayern said, and, and just like just underlining pretty much how bad a player that he thought he was. But he's had a lot of times this season and, and throughout his PSG career when he has come up big and he has played well. And like you said, he's, he's scored some crucial goals at left-back despite not really having the defensive coverage of Neymar. Thomas, do you think there is some merit to that? It's a bit of a left-wing choice. I've not heard from, from loads of people, but I think there's a lot of merit to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've right, come up with some really good picks today. Um but yeah, like like Jeremy said, he's he's no nonsense. There's never any um, complaints about him, and he just gets on with his work, and he works really, really hard um, covering players like Neymar. Yeah, so that was a really good pick, actually. Yeah. Um, personally, I I think I would like only because he's a lot younger than a lot of the guys because he has 21. I'd, I'd like to put my vote in. To Moza, because I think he is an exciting player to watch, and you know, that this Ren side, which has really been exciting to watch at, at times, finishing so high up the table. I think he's a, a great choice, and, and the player that I'm going to put my vote in, which leads to Thomas, who, who are you put your vote in? Are you sticking with the I'm massive sticking with Kamara, small yeah. Kamara? Yeah, six I'm foot five. Kamara, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So we've got two for that, Kamara. Uh, Jeremy, are you going to dine your sword and stick with Bernat or try and support one of the other arguments? 
Well, I'll, st I'll stick with Bernat, but um, my Russ has got the winning vote, and I, I don't have too many issues with that. Yeah, me neither. I, I like him a lot. I think he's a very good player. Okay, so let's stick Fetu Muasa in the team at left back, um, finishing off our defence of Rajkovic, Dubois, Adol Hamid, Marquinhos, and Muasa. It's a pretty solid defence, I'll say so myself. Um, okay, let's move on slightly further up the pitch and let's decide our two central midfielders. Um, Thomas, I, I felt like you were going to have a bit of say in this. I thought this might be where some of your orange <laughs> players would start to come in. Would you like to wax lyrical? Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be obvious. Uh, it's the least surprising thing you'll hear on this podcast. <laughs> um, but I think everyone... No, the second least surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the second least surprising thing. Yeah. Um, I think everyone who's who's watched Liga over the past few years is surprised when a player like Santa Maria hasn't hasn't left yet for for um, other leagues, but it certainly will be his last season, and it's definitely been um, his best. I mean, he's he's sort of molded. He, he started off as a as a, a winger, sort of an attacking winger at Tor before he came to Andre, and immediately he was a, a defensive midfielder. Um, and over the years, he's he's really perfected that skill, and his the way that Mulan has has sort of sewn him into this team has been has been brilliant. I mean, just from basic stats, it shows that um, he's covered forty kilometers more than any other player in the division. And you could argue, oh yeah, he's, he has played every game, but he's averaging over a kilometer more than any other the second best player, which is is pretty ridiculous. And it just shows that. In that system that Moulin plays in, you know, Angers do work very hard, and and Santa Maria is has got such endurance, um, and he can be pushed that far to cover that much ground, and it just works for him. Um, he's super consistent, um, and he's always reliable across the season, um, no matter what. You know, even when Angers were getting battered some games, um, he's still been uh, a very good player, no matter who they're facing. And he's down there as one of the most underrated players in Europe, in my opinion. Probably the best, I think, screening defensive midfielder um, in France at the moment. So I don't think you can really argue with it much. And he's definitely going to be his last season. So I think he deserves to be put in this team. And who would you have uh, beside him? <laughs> now, I'm going to... I, I might not put this beside him but I'm going to mention somebody <laughs> I'm just going to say very calmly and slowly so Rich, <laughs> Rich, Rich um, I hope he's on mute <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm uh, going to put alongside him uh, <laughs> Rangier at, at Marseille um, and I'm going to explain explain. Um, but it's been I think the, the great performance they've had this season obviously, obviously a, te a testament to Vias Boas and what he's done uh, tactically, but also his ability to get the most out, out of um, some of these players, and we already knew that Rangier was a was a great league and player. I mean, in his in his seasons at, at Nantes, he showed that. I remember the one. I think his first breakout year he was compared to uh, Angola Kante, and and um, I think it was last year under Cardoso and and Halid Hodzic, he was more advanced and more creative. And now this season, he's sort of combined the both so well, um, and he's been just such a workhorse for that Marseille team and he's been performing all about the pitch um, 
even though there's maybe a, a star player or two um, next to him, he's been such a good player, and, and he doesn't really get recognised that much. Um, so I'm going to put, I'm going <laughs> to, going to say he might be able to go alongside Santa Maria. Rich, what do you think of uh, Mr. Wiseman's <laughs> choices there? I think I've just bitten off my finger. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm all for Baptiste Santa Maria. I think for, for every single reason that Thomas said, um, he is incredibly underrated. Uh, the work level that he puts in uh, in the midfield is terrific. So I, I, I have him down um, in, in my team certainly, um, and then. For the least most unsurprising thing, of course, I'm going to go for Eduardo Camavinga. Um, for as underrated as, as Baptiste Santa Maria is, there is a danger, and I will confess to this, there is a danger that there is almost too much noise around Camavinga. Obviously, the complete explosion that he, he did in, in arriving on the scene, uh, with all those records that he broke with... Uh, stupendous performance he put in in the second game of the season at home to PSG. There is a danger that we we shine too much of a light on him. But I do think this is a player that has exceptional talent. You know, we can bang on about his age, but it's, it's the maturity that he shows. The fact that you can clearly see that he is learning you know, he is learning game by game. He is learning. Certainly at the start of the season, we saw him and he was, you know, running around and perhaps a little bit too excited, maybe, and, and got caught out of position at times, maybe. Uh, was a little bit too over-eager in the tackle. We saw him develop that game. Certainly in the January transfer window, the arrival of Stephen and Zonzi was a huge help for him. Um, to, to ease that pressure on him in, in the centre of midfield. It allowed him to push further forward. We have started to see throughout the season what he can do with the ball going forwards. He's not only, you know, someone that can break up those attacks in terms of the defensive aspects of the central midfield role, but very much so. He's, he's, he's got the ability to run with the ball, to distribute. He's grabbed, he grabbed the goal um, in, the, in the win against Leon. I, I do genuinely think he, he has it all. He is only going to get better and better and better. He will only become one of the very best in his position in the world. Sadly, that's not going to be overrun. Um, but the quality that, that he has shown, um, if anyone read the, the, the sort of lengthy interview that West France did with him over the weekend, sort of his first solo interview, he's so down to earth. You know, the story that he's got in terms of barely seeing his dad because his dad was working all hours in an abattoir to feed the family. The fact that he only he only got into football because he kept breaking things in the house when he was kicking the ball around. So his mum put him in the football club despite him wanting to do judo. So eventually finding himself ran to the fact that he's still in touch with all those that helped him in the, in the very earliest stage of his career. So level-headed, I think, which has been possibly the most impressive characteristic of his. I think it's so easy for all this focus to be on him that it, it gets the better of him. But that's he's not, you know, that's not the case. He's he's been able to um sort of run with that, accept that, deal with it. And it's not affected him as a person, it's not affected him as a player. 
Um, so I just think because we might not be able to do it next season, um, you know, it's still very much up in the air what's going to happen with him. Ren wants to keep him. Clubs want to buy him. Um, we may not get a chance to to have this conversation about team of the year. So I will um, strike while the iron is hot and, and certainly say I think he's more than deserving of a of a uh, of a position in this team. Eduardo Camavinga, the the next player to come out of France, people are touting him as as you know all the big words generational and all this all that jazz, linked with Manchester United and Real Madrid, as it's been said so often. I heard that he he was training with the first team of Rennes as young as fifteen years old, which just really shows the quality coming out of this player. Rich, do you think he's going to be the guy that we look at in a couple of years as being like? Yeah, if if you know he's not a striker, but he could be the best player in the world right now. Uh, he's, he's he's got that potential. It's it sounds silly to say, and you know we've 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 tried to put that label on so many in the past. But you get the feeling that the the kind of player he could become. I think what was quite interesting from his interview over the weekend was the fact that he's been playing effectively the number six role. You know, sort of just in front of the defence to try and break things up in. In the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the pitch to inject that bit of energy, but actually saying that actually his his preference is to play number eight to to have a little bit more um, about him going forwards, and he's certainly got that. And I think, as I said uh, just before, we've started we started to see that more and more with the arrival of Nzonzi. That freed up Camavinga to show what he can have going forward. So fingers crossed and, and touch wood, Ren keeping for next season. I think that's an aspect of his game. And I think that's certainly an aspect that he would probably need to look at improving, um, is, is is adding more to that game. So I think with the ability of playing alongside Nzonzi to take that defensive pressure off him, hopefully we get to see that next season. I think if he then starts adding more creativity, goals, assists to his game, you know, that, you know, that, that amount that he could go for could skyrocket even more. Okay, Jeremy. There's there's been some big names already said with Camavinga uh, and Santa Maria. Would you like to throw up a name that would unearth those two, or have you enjoyed a lot of what's been said already? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think there's been a lot of good central midfielders. I think you know Guimaraes did almost as much um, for Lyon in the few matches that he played. <laughs> After arriving, than than a lot of the rest of his team, the rest of the time, I think Ranchi has a good shout. I think Diallo has been very good and very underrated for for Brest. Mm. Um, Sanson's had a decent enough season. I think Savanier had another excellent season. Um, you know, last year I think a lot of people would have said he he arguably deserved to be Player of the Season in, in Liga in general. And even though he's moved clubs, I think he still retained the same sort of level of consistency. Um, so I think there's there's a lot of good candidates, but um, for me, uh, Santa Maria. I mean, also it depends on the formation we're going with. But if we're going with four four two in the centre, I'd want someone that holds and someone that that attacks a bit as well. Um, and I want Santa Maria as my holder. I think he's been the most consistent, and I think 
everything that Rich said about Kamavinga is true. I think he will be this. I think he will be that. But I also think it's true that people have overdone it a little bit. I think he has had patches where he's looked petulant, where he's looked where he's looked his age, and there's nothing wrong with that. But mm. at times he's looked tired and off the pace. At times he's looked petulant. I'm sure all of that will go out of his game and he'll be even more consistent. And there's no doubt that he's already shown this year what a brilliant talent he is. But I'm not picking a team based on how good someone's going to be in two years or how good they how well they interview. So for me, it's got to be Santa Maria. I, yeah, I just, I mean, I think it's funny as well, but none of us have mentioned Verratti. I'm only mentioning him now to like, yeah. observe that none of us have mentioned him. Because yeah. he's in all the teams of the year, but I don't think he's had that standout a season. Um, but mm. for me, next to next to Santa Maria, and I still got slight qualms because I still think he has slightly off matches as well. But I think Awa this year has been more consistent than he has been in the past. And when he's been really on it, I think he's been superb. So they'd be my two in midfield. Thomas, do you think Renato Sanchez has had as much of a comeback season to deserve to be in this team? Uh, I think it's worth a mention, but it's probably only been his last one or two months of the season that have been very good. It did take him a while to get up and running, like we, well, like we did say at the start of the season, um, especially with this little team. Um, so it's worth a mention. The, the problem with the league is there's so many good midfielders um, that you could mention here. There's players like um, Cyprian, who's been who's sort of come back to some of his, his best performances um, in the last few years. Um, Chavalaran at Rance, even somebody like Sangare for just holding on <laughs> with Toulouse for however long. And and um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of good, really good midfielders. I think um, Rich might not be <laughs> too happy with his jazz suggestion, but maybe, maybe we should not turn on each other, but turn on whoever picked the formation. No, oh, oh, what's going on here? What, 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 what would you have as a four-three-three with one striker? Uh, probably, yeah. Two wingers. Look, Thomas, set up your own podcast. Honestly, you're never coming on again. My God, I'm taking charge of the from now on. Samari and Pai are the two centre mids. Let's move on to right mid. Uh, okay, so we've definitely got Santa Maria written down. It's a qualm we're going to place beside him. Sangari, I would like to have as a, a choice, similar to what we were talking about with Saliba and Fafana in terms of guys who are just in a burning house but still managing to make a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's let's start placing votes. Thomas, who's your votes for someone besides Santa Maria then? In the in the four four two. In a four four two, yeah. Oh man. I mean, it can be it can be lopsided. You can't just have loads of attackers. I wouldn't mind if just we had like. Right wingers playing at right back, uh, you know, centre wingers playing at centre back. We we could have a centre back partnership of like Bubakar Kamara and Marquinhos to make it just the most attacking as possible. I'm gonna. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, Do you want me to come back to you? Yeah, come back to me. Okay, uh, Jeremy, who who would you put place beside Santa Maria? My choice is Iowa. If you're giving, if okay. you're cutting it down to a couple of candidates, let me know who. But that's my choice for the moment. Okay, so we've got Awar and, and Santa Maria in the middle for the moment. Uh, Rich, who would you place beside Santa Maria as your final vote? Camavinga. It's Camavinga. And I get, that, I get that partnering Santa Maria with someone 
more attack-minded, but in the balance of my whole team, I need to slightly more holding can provide some cover because mm. right wing, left wing, obviously the two centre forwards are very, very attack-minded. Yeah. I'm not sure they're going to offer much. I don't care about balance. This is why I'm not a football manager. <laughs> I don't really care about that stuff. Uh, personally, I would have Sangari in at centre mid. Not thinking about like like balance of team or anything like that, but I just think he's made the most tackles, I think, this season. Fifth most pressures, loads of progressive passes. And I, like I said, in a team that's just fallen apart in two loads, I think he's got to be in with a shout. Uh, but I guess, Thomas, if you want to agree with one of us, you could have the final say in that, or um, you could just like make it really difficult if you went with yeah. some random other name. I wouldn't really agree with Awa um, too much. I think there's quite a few names ahead of him. Sangari has been, I mean, yeah, like you said, he's been sort of in a burning house, but has been really good. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna appease, I'm gonna appease um, Rich and say Kamavinga. I remember when he first, I think, I think his first appearance was um, against Angers last season, and he I came was. on. At, yeah, and I ca- he came on. I was like, "Who's this guy?" I'm sure I've heard of him before. And he, I think he might have done like one switch of play, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'll pick Kamavinga. Thomas is sitting on Rich's lap. I tell you, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, centre midfield. Is... I'm all right. I thought you were going to try get Mangani. I think, I think, I think me, me, me and Rich can now lead, can't we? Yeah, I think me and Rich can now lead the pod. <laughs> okay, Santa Maria and Camavinga in centre mid. Let's get it going. Would it be too naive to just go, or Neymar has to be Neymar for left mid? Or, you know, is there more interesting choices? What would be a more interesting choice that you could throw up into that position, Thomas? Um, for me, it will have to be Payet. I think there's not <laughs> just that really. <laughs> I think there's not really much argument for it. Um, obviously, he gets a lot of criticism for for performing only on an international tournament sort of year, but in that Marseille team, he's been sensational and the, easily the most important player in that squad. In terms of in terms of impact, you just look at when they've been without him, how much they've struggled. Um, in games and and yeah, he's been in some. I think he must have had. I don't know how many man of match performances he's had for them, but it could be in the dozens. Um, not the well, it could be over a dozen. Um, and I just think that there's not really. I think Neymar. Yes, he's been sensational when he's played. He's probably played maybe just over half the minutes, but in terms of contributing to. The overall performance of the team, Payet has to be there. Jeremy, what do you think about that? Uh, opinions on Payet, who has created the fourth highest quality of chance this season uh, for a Marseille side that you know has slightly been dragged kicking and streaming by him. Yeah, I think as a as a sort of out and out left winger, it does sort of raise the question of what you do with Neymar, whether you put him in somewhere else or or don't have him in at all. But at, at I think Payet has been the best left winger in in Ligue 1 this season. Neymar's a boring choice, but I don't want to slap him in. <laughs> to appease no, no I mean, I think probably most of us would be happy with that as well. But um, I just, I think, yeah, Payet is not always consistent from one season to the next. But I think for the majority of this season, he has shown a lot of consistency. And um, 
as Thomas said, in a team that doesn't score loads, has got a very small squad and so, you know, very reliant on certain players to to come up with something to be a match winner. Payet has done it more more often than not. And, you know, when there isn't Tovao on the other side, you can sort of take on some of that um, kind of match winning magic or whatever. And there aren't necessarily truly consistent goal scorers next to him. He's He's kind of you know, he's done the creative role, he's done the goal-scoring role at times, and I think he's really, um, you know, shown shown really good leadership for the team this year, and I think it's hard to leave him out. Rich, what was uh, your choice for Leopard? Name more obvious choice, yes. Payet, obvious choice. So I'm not going to have too many complaints if we try and, if it's those two that we sort of try and argue the toss over. But I think one person, one player that, Deserves to be mentioned. I'm not necessarily saying he's a candidate, but deserves to be mentioned. Dennis Buanga, Santetienne, I think the influence that he has had and Santetienne have needed. I think he's contributed. I think I did the maths before. I think 45% of Santetienne's goals this season have come 10, 10 scored, three assists. They only scored 29 this season. Um, I think the influence that, that he has exerted on that Santetian team, I think, is every every bit as good as Sanabur and Fafana have been, as I mentioned earlier. Buanga has been just as integral. Um, again, if, if they didn't have him, they probably could probably would have been looking at relegation. Um, I think what he added in a in a team that, let's be honest, they're not blessed with a, a plethora of attacking options. I think the the uh, the fact that he stepped up, you know, fairly new to the side, stepped up and contributed as heavily as he did, uh, I think deserves at least a mention. Yeah, Blank is a good choice, actually. It wasn't even on my list. But in, in that San Etienne side, to kind of whip up 10 goals and then be just come up clutch a lot of times, you know, he's, he's just had a lot of times when the game's kind of waning and then he'll pick up the ball and, and make a goal or make a chance. He has an interesting choice. That said, I would still like to, personally, I'd like to stick him second behind uh, the world's best centre mids, Dimitri Payet. But uh, I think the votes outnumber Blanc. Are we, ha- are we happy to go with Payet generally? Although Blanc is a great choice. I, 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 yeah, I, I was, yeah, Branca was just, just to be mentioned, but if, if Pyatt is, is the, is the preferred option, then I, I have, uh, no problem other than keeping a Marseille player out of the team, but just going to wind the Marseille players up a little bit more. <laughs> Okay, let's stick Pie in at left mid. He's had a, a tremendous season, which could have been a, an international competition year, but you know he's still putting performances. Nevertheless, let's swap over to the other side at right mid. Uh, some big hitters you, you could have chose. I imagine at some point Rich will get Rafinha into the conversation. Uh, do you think he deserves to be in the conversation for best right mid? Uh, no, if I'm perfectly honest, no. Um... Uh, he, it's 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 been you know first season. It's very much been a season that he's needed to get acclimatised to the league. It took him a while, I think, to get circled. We certainly saw glimpses of you know what what potential he has, but certainly has not been consistent enough for me to to uh, to be thought of as an option for a right midfield role. So, who's your right midfield choice then? I have reverted to probably the obvious choice here. Um, Angel Di Maria. 
Mm-hmm. We've sort of played them in a variety of roles, really, at PSG. It sounds ridiculous for all the money that he, he came in for to say that someone like Di Maria is another one that sort of gets forgotten about, but it's so clearly the you know the Mbappe and Neymar show at PSG. Perhaps sometimes Di Maria is one of those players that ever so slightly just gets forgotten about a little bit, but I think the influence that he has, um, he's probably one of the few... One of the few attack-minded PSG players that can offer something in in, in defence. There's probably one other that I think he contends with actually on the pitch that, that may get mentioned. Um, but I think Di Maria, obviously, 14 assists this season. Um, you know, he's still a, he is still a fantastic player. He's also one that generally has the ability to perform on the European stage as well. Um you know, remains pretty fit, doesn't seem to let the team down too much. Um, I think, yeah, it does just feel, it sounds stupid to say, but it does just feel that there is slightly a sort of overlooked part of the Di Maria's play. But yeah, I think he's the right option for one more. I know what you mean. When, when you know, your your even bigger money signings have come in and not always been there for whatnot in terms of Neymar and whatnot, Di Maria is just always there in terms of output. You know, it's, it's great to have all your stats for, you know, who can put it on this side of the pitch and progressive and all that stuff. But in terms of just output, goals, assists, Di Maria just blows kids out of the water. He's got 14 assists. The next best player has seven. In terms of expected assists, he's just arms and ears and legs and nose and toes every above everyone else, and that's why he would definitely be my choice for that right mid position. I just think he's been a fantastic player for PSG in general, and he's had just another stellar season this year. Jeremy, would you have any comment on that, or do you agree with us and our choice on the Argentine? Totally agree. I mean, if, if I had to pick, sort of the the one player, well, I suppose if you're I'm saying if you had to pick player of the year, but um, for me, he's the the one, the first name I'd have in the team and the one that I'd argue strongest to, to keep more than any other player in any other position. And probably that's the second year in a row that I would say that. I think he's been superb. And as Rich said, it's weird to say, but he doesn't get the amount of attention that he probably should because of two other players alongside him. But um, I just I think he's been fantastic. I think maybe he's led the assist possibly for four years in a row now. Um he's remember he sort of did it all off the back of a of a really disappointing time at Man United as well. So there were like question marks over him. I think he's been superb. I think he's shown good sort of team spirit. Um he obviously has more than anyone else got the got the trust of Tuchel and is thriving under him. And and yeah, for me he's yeah, I think league and player of the year for the second year in a row. I'm pretty happy to go with Di Maria in my choice. Thomas, you were rude to me earlier, so I'm not even asking your opinion on this question. <laughs> we're moving straight on to striker Di Maria in at right mid. But I'll start with you, Mr Wiseman. Who would you have as our two strikers in this 4-4-2 formation? I'm going to go with uh, Yaya Sanogo. Uh, no, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's. I think this one's fairly obvious. Um, it has to really be Mbappe um, and Ben Yedder. I think Mbappe 
he just keeps proving how good he is, and it's it's frighteningly, frighteningly um, exciting um, almost every game, and he's continued that trend season upon season. Um, he's had a little bit more of a struggle with injuries, um, but there's just games where he makes it look so effortless, and once he gets through, there is literally no player that that can stop him. No, 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 no centre back can even come close. Um, and he's just a, a phenomenal player, and one we'll we'll keep enjoying to watch, however long he stays stays in France. Uh, ben Yedder, I mean Monaco, have been pretty had a quite a crazy season um, off the pitch and, and on the pitch, um, but Ben Yedder has just kept coming up with the goals um, week in week out, and also providing um, for his for his teammates as well, and he formed that sort of deadly partnership with with Slimani. Um, and although Monaco haven't been particularly impressive um, this season with the performances, a person like Bagnetto has just sort of papered over a lot of the cracks that sort of uh, were there. And 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 with Moreno now starting out, he sort of helps give that a little bit of a boost to his uh, to his managerial career. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things about Ben Yedder and his time at Monaco in general is that Monaco have made so many signings in, in recent years, ones that have, you know, to a lot of um, public interest, have not really succeeded with their youth players and whatnot. Ben Yedder was just bought and they were just like pleading with him, just like, dude, come on, just give us something this year, just get us out of this mess. And he was like, yeah, okay, no worries. 18 goals this season, uh, up there with, uh, drawn with Mbappe for top goal scorer in a in a Monaco team that has had its issues on and off the pitch and one that finished just outside the relegation places last season for him to just come in here and be like right I don't care what happened last season I'm just going to take control and pull us up to ninth which is still insane in the team that he was performing in I would like to agree I think that he has had a lot of help and the partnership that he formed with Slimani was fantastic to watch um that kind of big guy, little guy uh, partnership, but I would like to agree. It's pretty boring just to go for the two top scorers, but I think you kind of got to do that for strikers sometimes, Ben Yedder and Mbappe. Um, Jeremy, I don't know if you agree with those two, but what other names would you like to just throw up into the conversation generally? Well, it seems that during the picking of this team, two of the main criteria are um, how much influence you've just had on your team and also whether you've had a decent performance against PSG. So my two picks are Habib Diallo and Rulai Dia. Of course, of course. Go, what's your explanation? Mbappe and Ben Yedder as well, but what Diallo has done for Mess, mm, considering yeah, that not yeah. even a single Mess fan thought he was going to be any good this year. Um, <laughs> I think he's got still something like 65, 70, 75% of their goals. Um, again, showing leadership, taking over as captain, um, scores the goals, holds the ball up, does his defensive shift, done a bit of everything. So I think he does deserve a mention. Um, and Bulaidia also had a brilliant game against PSG early in the season, but hasn't been as uh, sucked up to as others when they've done that. So... Yeah, because Mets aren't a, a team that create loads of chances, but a good thing that Diallo, a thing that Diallo's been very uh, good at is just being efficient. When when even the bad chances come in, he's very capable of just putting them away. 12 goals this season. I think Mets only scored 
just over 20 goals, I believe, this season. So, you know, it's, it's a very large contribution to, to their team. And without them, um, they scored 27 goals this season. Now. Uh, but without them, you have to ask, where would they have really ended up uh, this season? Rich, what's your opinions on strikers? And you'll probably agree with them. Mbappe and Benyeder both had tremendous seasons, but like Jeremy, are there other players that you would like to throw into the conversation? Yeah, no, Mbappe and Benyeder, for me, I think Benyeder, terrific player. The movement that he's got, um, so very clever, I think, in that penalty area, the movement that he has to create space, to either create an opportunity or create space for himself. To find a chance, I think, brilliant, brilliant player. Um, I think two others um, that probably deserve uh, at least a mention, uh, Victor Osimhen uh, for, for Lille, um, obviously joined slightly different position to Pepe, but was sort of seen as the sort of replacement for Pepe. Um, not many people had necessarily heard of him prior to joining, but, you know, yet again, Louis Campos seems to sort of pull it out of the hat when it really matters in terms of recruiting because he arrived with a bang. I think second half of the season, slightly quieter, ever so slightly. First half of the season, absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, lightning quick, pretty lethal in front of goal. Um, you know, excellent signing that will generate a lot of money for Lille when he eventually departs. And then Moussa Dembele for Lyon. You know, it seems slightly crazy to think that he's not necessarily... 100% nailed when everybody's fit he wasn't necessarily 100% nailed on to to, to be the, the, the starting centre forward for Leon. It, it only perhaps took you know the, the, the determination and, and, and work ethic from Dembele to get the goals to prove to you know countless managers it's felt this season for Leon um, that, that you know he is the man that can bear that responsibility um, you know, unfortunate injuries to other players as well, possibly put the spotlight on him a little bit more in terms of that forward line. But I think in terms of what he can offer, he's a bit more of a, I feel like he's a bit more of a traditional centre forward. You know, he'll put his body about a bit, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty strong, um, you know, decent in the air, decent in terms of with the ball at his feet. Um, it does look like he's going to be off in the summer as well. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be a tidy profit for Leon, but they've got to get the replacement right because I think he has become a pretty dependable centre forward. But ultimately, mm. I think my picks would 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 go along with everybody else in Mbappe and Benyeda. Yeah, I, I would like to agree with um, everything that's been said generally. Some of the strikers that have come out of France this season have just been so incredible to watch. Mbappe, again, the wonder kid, generational, you know you know what it is, uh, coming up and just going large again. Ben Yedder in amongst it. I'd, I'd like to say a word for Depay, who shifted up, up further to more as a striker position this year. He had an injury that kind of cut his season quite short, uh, but he was scoring 0.8 goals a game. Uh, a pair of 90 minutes when he was playing contributed to a lot of the creating chances for other players and I just think if he'd had his full season and had, had it, hadn't had it cut short he would have gone on to really be up there in terms of the top scorers uh, this season and also I mentioned has to go to Victor Rossi man, just for his story uh, coming going to Wolfsburg I believe it was not really cutting it there going to Charlois in Belgium and just really catching the eye of Luis Campos coming over to Lille and having a fantastic season 
Uh, it's a it's a great story, but I think we all agree we have to go with with Sam Ben Yedder and Kylian Mbappe to finish off our best eleven of the year. So just to round it up, we have Predrag Rajkovic in goal. We have I believe it was Leo Dubois at right back. Abdel Hamid and Marquinhos at centre-back. Fetou Mausa at left-back. Santa Maria and Camavinga in a very workmanship central midfield. Di Maria at right-mid. Who else? Paye at left-mid. And Mbappe and Ben Yedder up front. Just before we leave you, I'd like to hear your, your choices for manager. Because obviously, a lot of the time when you look at, for instance, striker, we chose the top two scorers in the league and that's absolutely fine. But in terms of manager, it's a far different job. You know, the job that, for instance, Lucas Elner, Elsner has had is severely different to the one that uh, Thomas Tuchel has had in terms of finances and the players that you have at your control and injuries and whatnot. But who would we like to nominate for our manager of the year this year uh, to to coach our team Thomas who did you have down as that fantastic coach for this season um just for sheer impact I had um Bias Boas at Marseille the turnaround he's he's come up with there is has been immense um not only should his his tactics be praised but probably more importantly is his ability to to really engage with some of the players there and and get them to buy into his tactics. And a prime example, uh, this has been mentioned many a time, is just watching Dimitri Payet hunting down players in in sort of the the defensive third even of the pitch, trying to win the ball back. And that's something you just never really have seen from him in a, in a long while. Um, but not only that, but his ability to to sort of convert this Marseille team that is limited in quite a few areas into a, into a side that just can really grind out games. And there's been a lot of three points that maybe they, maybe they didn't really deserve, but they've, they've somehow um, got through some of these games and, and that's a testament to his, to his great work. I think Rich will mention another um, manager, so I'll leave that for now, but there is quite a few um, coaches in league and that don't really go uh, spoken about that much. I think Guillaume at Rounds has done a, a great job to make them into almost impenetrable impenetrable um, wall um, defensively. I think uh, Thierry Laurie at Strasbourg continues to do great stuff. And obviously I'm going to mention uh, Stefan Moulin for for um, another time. He's still at Angers after so many years. And, and despite at the start of the season losing um, Renard Laid, who was going to be the star player, he spent a whole preseason setting up a team to maximise his ability, and and he's been able to bring Andre through and adjust the, the team accordingly, and they're uh, safe now. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with Villas-Boas. Great choices in there. Has to said, uh, has to be said, Villas-Boas, who had a couple of years out of football. I believe he was doing like rally car racing or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But uh, had a couple of years out of football after his experiences in Russia and England and whatnot. But came back, take took the reins at Marseille with not a lot of money to to spread around, and he's taken them up to second after last year finishing fifth so it is, is a, a good improvement for that team you know a team that were I think potentially kind of bracing for the worst they thought they might have a, a season where they could just drop off because of everything that's happened but he has bore the brunt you could say it has been slightly reliant on 
Paye, but they've got there in the end and they are sitting second at the moment. Rich, what would you have as your choice for manager of the year? Um, well, Villas Boas is definitely, definitely one that probably one of the leading candidates, I think, for everything that Thomas said. I think what he has got out of, if, if we're perfectly honest, you know, man for man, it's, it's probably not a particularly good Marseille team, but the work that, that Villas Boas has done to galvanise that team, to get them playing in the manner that they have, putting that effort in. Um, creating that harmony, which, you know, the velodrome is not an easy place to necessarily get that. And he's got everybody on board. He's got support from the terraces. He's got support on the pitch. He needs to now be, you know, properly backed as best he can from those um, on the board. But, uh, yeah, I think certainly what he has done with, you know, limited resources, I think is terrific. I mean, there's Galtier, another, a strong season for him with Lille, David Guillon, you know, terrific work that he's doing with Rouse. You could make an argument, Patrick Vieira, you know, it's it's not been particularly easy for him this season with everything that's been going on behind the scenes with takeovers happening, with people coming back that he didn't necessarily, um, that he wasn't necessarily best pleased to see come back with things being nicked from the dressing rooms. But, you know, he has got that nice new um, heading in the right direction. You can go further down the table. I think the work that Olivier Delolio has done with, with Brest in terms of keeping them up. Um, you know, again, you could look at Bernard Blackard, what he's done with keeping Neem up. Um, you know, not surprisingly, I will mention Julien Stefan. Uh, you know, for some little experience he's got. He's got everything going for him. Um, I know... Jeremy will almost certainly mention that he's got luck on his side, and he does. You look at the amount of goals that Ren have scored this season in Stefan time, i.e. the 89th minute and later, we've turned around so many games this season. There, there is the luck shining on him, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, but I think what he has achieved in such a short space of time with, you know, this is his first senior managerial job, um, you know, he's taken Ren to, to third spot, the highest finish they've ever had, could ultimately lead to Champions League football um, for the first time. You know, he has done a terrific job. And I think, um, you know, with him at the helm, with the support from, from those behind the scenes, the players seem to love playing for him. You know, the fact that he's he's got you know, deep knowledge of the youth system at Ren as well and is unafraid to bring those players through and play them. You know, I can only I can only say so much about Stefan, but certainly someone that's in with a, a very strong shout with with Vias Boas and some of the others I've mentioned. Yeah. It's big, it's big names there with Felix uh, Boas and whatnot, and Julian Stefan, who has, uh, you know, endured some tough times. I think that that win against Toulouse, I think it was when Jan Boho went and scored the goal to make it three two, was a massive point for him this season when the pressure was really on, and he just dug it a win, and then I think he managed to go on a bit of a run of form there. But that was really big for them this season um, for that manager, Jeremy. Who would your choice be? Um, I think that there's been a few. Good matter. I think, again, it's a pod that we've spoken about before. I think there are a lot of decent managers in Liga. I think Thierry Lore has done a decent enough job again. Moulin as well. Um, 
I think Goku, it's bizarre because the way the season finished, not not quite far down, they're 13th, but they'd pretty much already played all their tough matches and, and um, were set for a relatively comfortable run-in. So they've been hard done by arguably more than most by, by the fact that the season finished. Um, Desert Carrion's done well against again at Montpellier. Um, and I think Galtier's done a great job. And in the same way as a lot of the players are kind of ignored because they're expected to do so well. I know he gets a lot of stick, but I do think Tuchel is a good manager and shows that he's a good manager. And, you know, this year, to be fair, they did look like they were about to make some kind of breakthrough maybe in the Champions League. So I don't think he should be ignored. But for manager of the year, for me, it's only a choice between two people and that's either Guillaume or Villas-Boas. Um, and... I think Villas Boas just edges it, just because at least Guillaume's sort of a little bit more settled with with the team. He knows he knows his team already. He's kind of it's a different kind of club with different kinds of pressures. But and I think he's done a superb job. I think he's proved from last year he can play a bit of attacking football as well. And this year has been a defensive masterclass. But I think what Villas Boas has done at Marseille, with no resources whatsoever. Um, obviously, you know, Rance might turn around and say, "Well, we wouldn't mind that." that starting the season with the squad that Marseille start with. But still, considering the expectations at Marseille, the fact that he had no money to spend, he was new to the club and um, hasn't always had things his own way. Um, in the background with Errol, who, by the way, if we were doing the worst presidents of the season, Errol would win it <laughs> by miles for me. Um, but, you know, undermining Zubizarreta, undermining him to an extent, um, unsettling players as well. I think, considering the conditions that he's had to work in, for and yes, other teams have massively underperformed this year. But for Marseille to finish this second this year, I think Villas Boas should walk that award. Yeah, I think Villas. The, probably the, the the impressive thing for Villas Boas, and probably quite a pleasing thing, was that he arrived with a reputation unfairly tarnished. You know, obviously he did such terrific things in Portugal got the move to England, it didn't happen for him really at Chelsea, didn't really happen for him at Spurs. He ended up, was he managing Zenit, um, ended up out in China, then went decided, you know what, I'm going to do the Paris-Dakar rally. Um, so for him to come back and perhaps remind everyone that actually he is, he is, he is a very good coach. It was just an unfortunate bad mix at the two clubs in England. I mean, he will forever... Be, be tarnished by a majority of people who will only judge someone based on how well they do in the Premier League. But you know, he did carry that, you know, that that reputation that, yeah, he was this amazing young coach. Didn't get, didn't really cut it in England, and therefore, you know, he's forgotten about. So I think for him to come back and remind everyone that actually, you know, what he is in the right circumstances, he is a very good coach. So, you know, I, I don't have any qualms if. Um, if we give this to, to Villas Boas. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy to give the award to Villas Boas. Purely just so he does get a vote, I'm going to put my vote on David Guillaume just with everything that's happened and, and the, the how the club was playing League 2 football just a couple of years ago and now they're sitting fifth. I think it's just a tremendous achievement and with the squad that he had uh, compared to the budgets that other teams have and to have scored the second least goals this season and finished fifth, I just find hilarious. Uh, 
I'm going to place my vote on him, but I'm happy that uh, we're choosing Boas, Boas for this team because he's a guy who I, I really rate and I, I hate how he's got this, he's picked up a, a reputation in England for being oh, just another another crap manager that's coming over and, and tried to strut his stuff, but it never really worked out because he has a good coach and I think he's shown that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to put him as the coach of the year for our team and that pretty much sums up our team of the year 2020 it's not the way we saw it finishing but you know nevertheless things had to end the way they did i'm sure we'll we'll do an episode or something talking all about that at some point but that wraps us up if you're looking for more information on all things french football you can go to the website at getfootballnewsfrance.com and you can also find us on twitter at gffn i've been lewis mcparlin i've been joined by rich allen jeremy smith and Mr. Thomas Wiseman. I'm sure I'll see you all soon in another episode of the podcast, but until then, stay safe, 